The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while. A whole couple days. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I saw you Saturday. Oh, yeah, we did a podcast because Saturday. Because of the Saturday. Uh, podcast, but then uh, it's already Tuesday, you know, so what did you do? Did you go buy some furniture for your big President's Day sale? I did not. I didn't buy anything. You? No, I didn't. Maybe I should have. I didn't. It. I know. I kind of looked online. I was like, oh, yeah. President's Day, but I don't know what I'm supposed to buy. All I really want is a TV, and I didn't see that those were like, you know, President's Day sales. Right. Did you guys have, I know well, the last time I saw you, you just had your first winning basketball game, which meant that you were going to go play again. In, into the playoffs now. But uh, was that the end of sports for the weekend? Yeah. So, so then we have another game this weekend. Okay. And if we win that, then we have another game. Okay. But your oldest is not playing any games right now because there's nothing going on, right? He's just training. Season. I think uh, baseball tryouts start maybe this week or okay. high school maybe. Did anyone by any chance watch any of the XFL or see any of it online? I meant to. Was it good? I missed it. Wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah, actually, I saw it got great reviews. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So I completely forgot about I saw about my it. team, the D.C. Defenders, throwing lemons on the field. They were. Uh, yeah. The crowds were there. It was oh, they, packed. They had this giant beer snake. It was like empty cups of beer they made into the snake, and security mm-hmm. took it. So in return, they started throwing all these lemons on the field, and they had to like stop the game. Oh, good. So I, 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 see I, already, I already love my team. I'm happy with that. I, it wasn't my team, the Seattle Sea Dragons. Is yes. that what I landed on? They How played. I watched that. They played the night game. You're okay. Orlando, oh, right? night game. Primetime already, huh? You're Orlando? Yeah. The Orlando Guardians. Oh, I just see, and I didn't uh, watch it like I do like a football game, but it was on. How's it stack up to NFL? Like, how, how do you how do you feel watching it? The players aren't as good. Well, sure, right? But I thought it was exciting. Okay, but it felt you like know? a football. Like, it felt like NFL. It felt like football. You know, the thing that gets you is you know everyone's you know like you're just used to guys making. And I know this is going to sound, but it doesn't have to be Kelsey. But just regular football players in the NFL. Rarely do it's a big deal when they drop a ball or a pass, right? Or throw something, some crazy pass that doesn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. You watch this a little bit more and you're like, oh, that guy dropped it. Mm. And so it's not that, that's where you can tell, like, oh, okay, these guys aren't as good. Are there any rules or stuff that you like about like, the kickoff? The kickoff thing was cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, what did they do with the kickoff thing? You don't move until the guy oh, catches the ball. So each team winds up on their 40, I think, facing mm-hmm. each other, and they can't move until you kick. Yeah. Okay, because we talked about this, but back when they first launched the XFL, it was like, we're going to make this sport even more dangerous. And it seems right. like now... They scramble. Remember when they used to scramble? They yes. They the ball the middle, and they yes, to fight for the ball yeah. instead of flipping a coin, right? And then it was like there was no fair catches. No fair catches. And uh, I just feel like that kind of stuff now is like, yeah, okay, man, let's find some other ways to make it different. And then I'm always interested, too, in like, is this player a former NFL player right. or is this player a player that never made it to the NFL? Like, you know, you right. could have some, a mix of older guys and like, I don't know, maybe like 
Guys who want to make it, guys who want to make it back. Right. I don't know uh, what the highest paid player in the XFL is making. Like if the guy's playing, they'll tell you where he played. You know, I saw what kind of what his story. I saw Josh Gordon uh, was playing for uh, Seattle, right? Yeah, for for my team for Seattle. And I know, I mean, I'm trying to think back. I can't remember now, but when the XFL originally was the thing for that one season, Mm -hmm. I know there were quite a few former NFL players. Whereas with arena football, I've Felt like you didn't see that as often, right? But maybe you do. Maybe I, I mean I obviously didn't follow it that closely. But I, I read a thing that said the XFL is really trying to. The reason they started right after the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is because the USFL is going to start up. I think some, yeah, sometime like, around baseball. They had a Super or, Bowl commercial. It said like eight weeks after the Super Bowl. I okay, think. I, yeah, I, I know that they weeks. said. I think they said spring. And XFL was like, well, we want to get people. While they're still in the sure, football mindset. Fever, yeah. And I was like, yeah, my problem is, is that I just forgot about it until I saw an article talking about uh, there's a there's a Romo that plays for one of the teams. and He's not related to Romo. Oh, OK. But they said that the guy calling the game, I don't know who it was, said, well, uh, you know, this is the first time I think we've ever seen a Romo uh, playing football in February. Oh, like, right. Taking okay. a little shot at Romo. Mm. And so that was headlines like, damn it, I missed okay. XFL. But you said there were people at the games. They were packed. Where, like where, the stands were packed. Were there any other the like, different, different rules or different things that you appreciated? That? No, just the kickoff thing looked interesting. But again, I didn't watch it in the sense like I watch an NFL game. Like okay. it was on. It was passive. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I went out Saturday night and it was on. They, you know, they so had you're kind of looking up there and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And do they play in NFL stadiums? Do yeah. They, play? they do? Well, I look, yeah. I, well, St. Louis played in their NFL well, right. stadium. Okay, so they've got. But I think what they do, as far as I can tell, is they remember the Sounders play in Seahawks Stadium, right? Yeah, and they just black out that top row. Yeah, from what I could tell, I think they do that too. Okay, so instead of it being sixty five thousand, it's thirty five thousand. Right, right, which is you know what they do for. Most soccer teams who play in football stadiums. Okay, because the clip that I saw, wherever which they Seattle were, Seattle did a good job of it. A lot of teams don't. They just put the black up. And well, they're like, oh, those are seats are. But the yeah. Seattle, for the Sounders, they decorated it. Yeah, like, it's it banners cool. all the way around. It looks like it. Almost it almost doesn't like look like the there's stadium. no seats. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. And I was thinking that maybe they were building a stadium, but but maybe not. I don't know. Last time I went to a game there to see the Sounders, they were still playing at whatever the football stadium is called now. It was Quest when we were there. I don't know what it's called now. But right. I would think that NFL stadiums, there could be – I don't know how all that works with the owners and the teams. And I don't know and, if they're all playing in NFL. Yeah. They could be playing in soccer. I don't know where they're playing, to be honest right. with you. That's the only one I know St. Louis was playing in that old, wherever the Rams played, I guess. It just seems really hard to imagine USFL or XFL, in my mind right now, becoming really popular, even though I understand the concept. The concept is the NFL is huge, and it makes so much money that there should be yeah. – room for someone to still make decent money even right. if they're just making a fraction right just make a fraction of it but whenever they say that i think yeah but that's kind of how professional sports are right like it's not like well now golf has that live that, right yeah, well that, that's something new right that might be kind of right. competitive so i think challenged. the problem with football is that you already have it you have college football, right you have high school a very high level competitive league that's not the NFL and it's called college football those guys are great yeah you know what I mean like they're really really good and you watch it and you know that these players the good ones are going to be in the NFL you can follow them I think that is the issue with any other leagues because 
They already have a minor league. It's called college. Right. I right? Think, and it makes more money than the XFL would ever even dream to make. Sure. But their thing would be, uh, you know, we're trying to make it when we go through this long stretch with no football. Exactly. I see what you're saying. But. So, that, you know, people will watch. But I'm like, yeah, I guess except that the – you know, and I know baseball isn't as, it doesn't make as much money as the NFL does uh, these days, and neither does sure. obviously Nothing. the NHL. In, 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 NBA makes okay money, but not NFL type money. But still, I just I, I think back, and I, that's normal with pro sports that when it's done, it's kind of done. Yeah, you have high school, college, sure. and then pros, but you just you kind of have the one pro league. Although you're old enough to remember, it was USFL the the first time around, right? That they're yeah. using the same name again, the one that yeah. Trump ended up buying. And wasn't that kind of doing all right? Really good. Like to the point where the NFL was worried about it. Legitimately, yeah, for right? sure. Okay. Because they were they had enough money to draft kids out of college. Right. And that's where you get They Steve got Young Herschel and, Walker. Yeah. They got Steve Young. They got those guys. So you're coming out of college and if you're making a decision, if you can get 10 of those guys that you know would have been first-round draft picks in the NFL, if you can get them to come, then that's how you can compete. Yeah. Because that's who you want to see. Also, in my mind, the NFL has just always been this massive religious uh, experience in the United States. But I know when I read about it, like, obviously, it wasn't that long ago that you had the first, you know, Super Bowl. It wasn't even called Super Bowl yet. And and then the, 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 the different leagues merging and everything. In the 70s and 80s, I know it wasn't as popular. Not to say it wasn't right. popular, but it is kind of hard for me to keep that in perspective that maybe that was part of it, too, in the 80s, that the NFL wasn't like every single person like they do now had to be at home to watch their team on Sunday. Well, they've done a great job of marketing it, for sure. I mean, do you remember it seeming less popular? No. No. Okay, so it's I always don't. Like, I just, to me, but I've always been a football fan, but to me, Monday mornings walking to school... Even in elementary school, my friends are talking about they were football. They're talking about the Lions, you know, and, you know, they suck it, whatever, right? But that's what we were talking about. And did it seem bigger than baseball? Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, I baseball know. was certainly still more popular than it was, than, it, than maybe it is right now, I guess, right? Baseball has a popularity maybe. problem, so they say. Maybe. Uh, I don't know what the games used to look like, but I do, I do know that it seems like everyone of a certain age everyone in my family, at least my grandparents and my older brothers and just my, my uncles, they all love baseball. And then as you kind of go down the line with my cousins and stuff, right. it's like there's a little bit less of that, it seems like, uh, with baseball. But certainly they still love the Chiefs. Yeah, that's probably true, too. I mean, now, I mean, if you're talking about me, you know, for people who are listening, who are alive in the 80s, I bet you Kansas City was pretty popular for baseball, maybe more than football, yeah. you know, right? Like yeah. the Royals were competing every year, and, yeah. you know, it was the Royals and the Tigers, and they were going back and forth, and, you know, it probably was a baseball town. But then you, you know, you go through, go through years and years and years. Stretch. Like, baseball was pretty popular here not too long ago. Yeah. And then, you know, it goes away. Yeah, I mean, you went to games this year, and you saw, we're not that man, far removed. I, I mean, went to games, and I was like, man, I don't. Like, if we sold concert tickets and there's this many people here... You'd be screwed. I'd be like, my God, we picked the wrong band. <laughs> right. Man. The Church of Laszlo. What's going on? Oh, nothing. How are you? I'm great, man. So, uh, looking back, you know, I don't know if there's things that you would do differently in life, career-wise. You joined the military when you were 17. That's one of those things I know a lot of people talk about. Maybe they wish they'd done, or I don't know, maybe they wish they hadn't done. I'm not really sure, but that seems like a common one that comes up. People talk about I, you know, career things. 
I use it to get out of my, you know, like most people do. You use it to get out of their house. Well, I didn't have the grades to go to college. You know, a lot of people use college like, you know, hey, I'm going to go to this college in Indiana or, you know, South Carolina, whatever. I didn't have the grades to do that. So I was like, well, if I want to get out of here, this will work. Yeah, and I'm sure the recruiter's like, oh, yes, it will. It'll work. It's exactly what you want, and that's what they're telling you. Uh, And by the way, it did work. I mean, like, if you're a kid and that's, you know, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, but if you want to get out of the house, it'll get you out of the house. I would think it also. And I didn't hate it. I would think it also. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Didn't it help you feel more like an adult? Like, when you got out of it? Well, at 17, I became an adult. Right. I mean, I had people telling me what to do, but, you know, that was at work and, you know, at home to some degree, but. You know, but when it was, was over, adult. you had to have had some sort of sense of like you must have felt a lot different when you were done than you did going well, in. Well, take about look, think about it this way: at seventeen, I joined. I get out of boot camp. They send me to Charleston, South Carolina. Right? Yeah. I got a dorm, basically a college dorm. Yeah. And at that point, you know, if I get off work, I go do whatever I want. Right. Like no one's checking on you. Right. Which seems crazy, but no one is. Yeah. But so I'm like, man, all right, well, whatever. Also, though, just like, you know, okay, listen, you're going to exercise to a certain... I'm not saying you're Navy SEALs here, but you're going to exercise. you got to do certain things. There's going to be a regiment, And we're going to toughen you up a little bit, make you have a little bit more self-confidence, right? Well, yeah, that's boot camp for sure. Yeah, make make you feel like an adult. And, of course, your experience was unique because it ended up being wartime when you didn't expect it to be wartime. So you actually went uh, and... Well, participate. It's all action, however you want to put it. So that that's different. But I think even even if you were just in the reserves, or if you just did, you know, the the four years, or whatever, and that and there and it was peacetime. I still think that that would be a life changing experience. And sure, I, I don't know. But I would assume the majority of people would say that they thought it was for the better overall. But I don't know. I'm just guessing that. Right. I don't honestly know. I do. Well, know- my kid did say just off. And I don't know where we're headed with this conversation. But I did come. Kid did come home the other day. And he said, oh, you know, we're talking about... Your um, oldest? Yeah. Like, I got to do a report, and I got to get it done and get my grade up. I'm like, what's it on? He's like, Dubai. And I was like, I was there. Yeah. And he's like, you were? And I was like, yes. I can tell you about it. I was there. I can tell you everything about it. Yeah. Like, everything. I was... And he was like, well, you know, okay. Right. And he's like, and then I I think the next thing is the the first Gulf War. I'm like, that's the one I was in, man. (laughs) Right. Like, I I can't do your math, but I promise you... Whatever this teacher has to say about it, I know more. Yes. I promise you and I have more. if they question you, say, yeah. well, no, my mm, dad boy. was there. Mm-hmm. So right. I didn't get this from Wikipedia. I, I know that in high school, and I think this is still kind of the case. Which, by the way, real quick, if anybody wants to know, it, different branches of the service. But if you want to know basically what my experience was in the military, watch Jarhead. Yeah. If I like, watched that, I was like, no, they nailed it. That's really, that's it. Really getting ready? Yeah. Just ready for this. Some guy's like gung-ho, least... some guy's not. Like, yeah, yeah. that was it. Uh, well, I have two uh, friends, or friends of friends at least right now, that I know that, are, that have been job hunting for a while. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing all this stuff about how there's uh, too many jobs and not enough employees. You know, it's a great time to be looking for a job because yeah. there's all these available jobs. Yet both of these people Thank I know, you, I really appreciate it. Oh, look at that! Went all the way down there. Both the people I know have been experiencing the same thing, which is you know like having a hard time getting people to call them back. They both have college degrees, mm-hmm. and um, they're not like totally specific college degrees, but they're not just you know. I'm not trying to 
as some people have a communications degree, but they're a little more specific than that, or like art okay. history. Yet still, it seems like they're having a hard time getting calls back. I'm like, what's what's going on with all these jobs? I just never even thought that. I mean, with the exception of if it's specialized, meaning yeah. pre med or law school or education, right? Yeah. I never thought your degree mattered. I figured college was more it's, about. They mostly say, did you do it or not? Yeah. And could you commit to something for four or five years? And, right. Oh, did you learn how to learn? Right. Okay. Right. But then see where the specialty like, nah. comes in. And if you don't nah. already have experience in the career, then that's when they want some sort of specialized. Oh, well, you know. Did you take some sort of specialized training? Because I was like, what is going on with me hearing constantly daily about how many jobs are? And then I know these people that are having a hard time getting people to call them. And when I started looking into it, it's a lot of, well, there's, we need like skilled laborers like electricians and HVAC and, uh, you know, plumbers and these, these different skilled things that you and I've talked about in high school. They never really pushed on us. They they just told us, go to college. And it was like, to do what? And they're like, to go to college. And the idea was just go to college, get a degree, figure it out later. And, uh, now that your kid's getting older, I wonder too. I've thought about this. Like, I wonder if he started talking more about like, Maybe I, I have some idea. Do you have some idea what you want to do? You know, well, we talk about stuff, advice. you know. Yeah, for sure. Because I saw this thing. It's the career advice. Six-week that- umpire school. Hey, there's something. I'm telling you, man, I looked into it when I was a kid, and I should have done it. It was one of those things like radio school or acting classes. I'm like, you can't really do that. But now you're an adult. You're like, no, you can. And you find it's like I, it's six weeks to go to umpire school in Daytona Beach. And if you graduate in the top 20% of the class that you're in, then Major League Baseball comes in, and they work with you for a week, and then you're sent directly to the minor leagues. Yeah. And you start working your way up. I'm like, okay. That's not something they like, well, it school. doesn't pay any money. No, it do- it's really low. It's bad. But it's positive income as opposed to what you'd be paying to go to college. Like, right. so how much is college a year? Forty grand? I don't even know. Well, let's Probably, just say it, yeah. right? Let's just say thirty grand. I don't know. Let's it's just say lot. thirty grand. Yeah. Well, now take thirty grand plus what you're making. That's what you make, right? You know, people always well, what would I be spending? It. Right. It's a fun job if you want to do it. You know, if it's something you're into. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know what, man? Even if you don't want to do it, let's go together. <laughs> right, like, we'll let's just take us six weeks. I'll go do it, man. I mean, they wouldn't. You know what I mean? I'm not. But how much fun would that be? Right. No, I think it sounds like fun. I had a yeah. friend who umped. Um, he ha- he did some. Well, I don't think it was a six week course, but he did have to do some sort of training, and then he umped little league games. That's yeah, they have training for that. But summer. this thing is like you know, you do it seven days a week, and it's taught by major league umpires and. You know, Major League Baseball in six weeks. Yeah, and in other countries, they seem to do a better job, in my opinion, in some countries at least, of helping kids say, hey, maybe what you should do is learn a skill, yeah. like an actual skill, and just go with it because it's a skill that will probably be in demand for the foreseeable future. Like, you know, the one that we hear about all the time is because computers have been everything the last 30 years is, is IT. And I was just talking to someone the other day who said that they can't hire IT people. Like there's a waiting list because they need right. them. And there's not enough of them because it's just one of those industries that we're not using computers less. We're using them more and more, right? right? Sure. So, you know, when I, I wish that in high school someone had said, hey, maybe if you go learn a skill. Now I got, I won the lottery and happened to lay my ass in the seat. But sure. that's, you know, that, that a lot of things had to fall into place. That's lightning in a bottle. But I wish that I had some sort of skill that was... You know, always in demand, like knowing how to fix an air conditioner, knowing sure. how to do plumbing, whatever it is. So I saw this career advice that parents say 
that they wish it's they were going to umpire school on it. It's not on. It's not on. I didn't see umpire school, but it's a career advice that parents wish they were given when they were young. So that would be mine, by the way. Is just like yeah. you know, hey, is there any kind of trade that you could see yourself if you're interested in being good at? You know, right? Like my my buddy who's a mechanic, he. He always had that interest. He was working on cars, and so it was a natural thing to say, hey, I'm going to go to this sure. biotech uh, school and become yeah, my a mechanic. Thing is like, you got to have some interest. What do you love? Though. Yeah. What do you love? And, you know, if it's, fo- say your love is football or theater, doesn't matter. Like, what do you love? And then stay close to it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that you will... Uh, be Aaron Judge or Patrick Mahomes. That like that, chances sure. are not, not right? Happen. Yeah, but that also doesn't mean that you can't be an umpire. It doesn't mean that you can't be a ground crew. Doesn't yeah. mean you can't be a broad. It doesn't mean that you can't own batting cages. Yeah. Like I don't know what that is, but you know, don't give up on that. Just stay close to that. Yeah, to be whatever in that it is, world. stay close to it. And like for me, my thing that I was always scared to death of was working in an office. Even if I had a nice office, but you know, right. I always imagined it would probably be a cubicle with you know, just that's as my many cubicles are there are. Nice. Your office in Seattle was nice, but my fear was always just this: like, what if I actually have to sit in an office with my ADD and the thought of sitting in that spot? This is going to be just like school. So I wanted something where you know my office would change. So you might say, well, who loves fixing air conditioners? Well, the thing is, for me, the reason that sounded appealing to me was. I'd, I'd be in a van, and then I drive to the place. I fix the right. thing, and then I go to a different place. Right? My boss right. isn't always hanging over my shoulder. I might be able to start my own company. You and know? then you know, think about what that is. Like yeah. you know, the other thing is so like my dad. You know, growing up in Detroit, a lot of union workers. Right? Yeah. My dad's best friend was a union worker. Yeah. And I remember him being over, and my dad talking to him, and me talking. I'm like, "Do you like your job?" He's like, "Hate it." Literally hate it. And I'm like, you know, what do you do? And it's basically like, you know, I put bumpers on cars. Car yeah. goes by, put a bumper on it. Car goes by, put a... I do it. And I'm like, well, why do you do it if you hate it? He's like, because I work seven hours and I go home. Yep. I don't care yeah. if that car ever... What happens in that plant when I'm not there, I do not care. Right. And I ride snowmobiles and I go hunting and I go fishing. So the job doesn't define me. Exactly. I just go do that crappy part of my job so I can enjoy the rest of my life. Where my dad was always like, do what you love. And then that makes work easier. But I also thought the other idea was the same, too. Like, yeah, no, I can work on this line. It pays me a good salary. I have a nice house. It's on the lake. Right. You know, I, uh, and what I really like to do is snowmobile and, uh, you know, golf in the summer. I don't worry about it. Right. And if your job is boring, it might feel, you might be, well, you will be a lot less upset or resented a lot less if you feel like you're being fairly compensated. You know, that's just right. like, I worked at a factory right before I met you and I'd worked there for about a year and a half and we saw all these people come and go. They couldn't get people to stay there, but my buddy and I liked it because... We went in, we knew exactly what we were supposed to do each day. Mm-hmm. We'd already learned what we had to do. The, right. the skill was there. We'd learned it over time. We were good at it. We were quick at it. And when it was done, it was done. It's not like we were checking emails at night, you know, to see what was going on. Right. Or, oh, better run up to the shop. There's been, no, you, you got there at right. eight in the morning and you left well, at Well, that's what you were saying. When I get home, no one calls me. Right. Like, hey, someone's not putting the bumper on. I was like, I don't care. Right. You don't have to make another car. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. The bumper will get on when I get there tomorrow. Right. And I could see myself loving a job like that right. if I feel. You like, seem you know, to really like it. I'm getting compensated. Okay, so uh, we've talked for a while here, so I'll tell you what. People, uh, you can watch us on Twitch, by the way, twitch.tv slash Church of Lazo. Yeah. Um, tell us what the and career advice is. appreciate it. Yeah, tell us, uh, chat with us there and tell us what career advice you wish you'd been given. And then I'll tell you what these parents said okay. they wish they'd been told. 
The Church of Laszlo. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yo yo what's going on okay so i know people were uh, you were keeping track there while i was trying to get my computer to work but people were talking about we were discussing career advice that we sure. wish we'd been given when we were younger because i saw this article where parents were talking about the career advice that they wished that they had been given. Right. And uh, mine, I said, was just that I, I, I wish maybe someone was like, hey, you might want to learn a trade. You know, that could, that could be a thing. I know it was a possibility. There was still at least one technical school that some kids from our school went to. But the fact that they went there and I was like, how did they get involved in that is a sign that they weren't really promoting it. And by right. the time I was a senior getting ready to graduate, I had administrators who'd known me all four years coming to me saying, where are you going to college? And they should have known. Like, that's my might not right. be a great idea for you. You barely made it through high school. So it was also uh, like if you don't have that grade – which I didn't, <clears throat> to go to college, then it was like they just kind of gave up on you. Right. Like there was no, well, like I just wish somebody would have said, there's a million different ways to do this. Yeah. Right? Like don't, you know, it's not like go to college or work at the old country buffet. These aren't your two, or join the military. Like these aren't your three options, but that would, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. And uh, I just, like I said, I know a couple of people who are looking for work right now, and I keep hearing about how many jobs are out there and they can't find enough people to fill these jobs, and it's in all types of different industries. But the more I look into it, the more it seems like these things might be a lot of it is like service industry and stuff like that. Those people that became our quote-unquote essential workers, right. the ones that didn't get to stay home during uh, the pandemic. And then the others are, are, are people that have some sort of very specific skill, and that's what they do, like a career skill. Uh, you know, like being a mechanic or whatever that sure. is, uh, IT. So these are the things that parents said, the top things that parents said they wish they'd been taught earlier. Uh, one was learn from colleagues, don't compete with colleagues, which I understand what they're sure. saying to a certain extent. But uh, I saw in another article someone said that the, the top thing should be that you need to learn early on to network. Network, network, network. Like you'll have, you'll see people around you that are networking, and you may think, "Oh, these ass kissers are right. no, being friends." With but when you're both, when the two of you are now out of a job, the person who Knows took the people. time sure. to talk to all those people and stay in touch with them, even if that means, you know, I noticed just in this industry, we talk to people 
uh, outside the building in the music industry who are sure. t- talking about different things, uh, concerts and bands and stuff. And some of those people, you know, would, would say if the Chiefs won a game, they live in Florida and they right, text yeah. and say, hey, congratulations, yeah, yeah. just to kind of stay in touch like that right. and kind of keep that relationship going. And I know uh, we work with people that just they don't like to do that right. and, and they don't do it. And that's that's fine. That, that's fine. Personally, I think it's probably beneficial. And I certainly think that. You know, if they come in here right now, which I always had this feeling they're about to, and say, turn it off, go home, you're done, thanks for your service, uh, that at least I still know those people. Now, I'm not saying it's going to get me a job immediately, right. but at least, you know, you can kind of reach out. Is there anything? Do you know anybody? Because right. every single person that you make a network with, you're now kind of networked with every person they're networked with. Sure. And I just see too many people who kind of come in, do the thing that, that they got to do, and then they don't really want to talk to other people. You know, no. oh, I don't want to be social. It doesn't mean you have to be best friends. And it doesn't mean you have to ask kiss, because after you do no. the job for a while, you can network with the people you like. Yep. You'll figure I mean, out to who me, they are. that's what I did. There's a lot of people that I don't talk to. Yep. And then there's a lot of people that I still talk to. Yep, me too. And because I like them. Yep, me too. And and so there you go. Now you're just networking with people you like, and that makes it a lot easier. I would say that's a, that advice too is don't network with everybody. Yeah. Because that gets you nowhere. Right. Network with people that you really like. You'll get a feeling, right. I think, and it could be wrong, but you'll still get out. a feeling. Yes. If you can help them, help them. Yep. That's key because uh-huh. that, that means something more than just uh, staying in touch and saying, hey, congrats right. on the baby or whatever. And let's be honest, a lot of the people that I talked to were people that you didn't like talking to. Exactly. And you know, vice versa. So um, there are people that I know I still talk to. Like you thought you talked to that person, right. but for whatever reason, you know, um, I, right. maybe it's a combination of liking them and also so thinking networking. That you can help them. That's so our network. first one. Yeah, okay. network. Um, but well, they said learn from your colleagues, don't compete. Which you know, I think you do have to compete with your colleagues. I'm sorry, but to a certain extent, you do. You don't want to be the one who's known as going behind everyone's back, no, and and and, and getting them, you know, screwing them over, but. You're always competing with your colleagues to a certain extent. If they're doing and trying to do the exact same thing you do, I mean, you might want to try and do a better job. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's bad advice. No, no, it's true. The next one is uh, you're never too old to change your career. And I've heard people say that before. Yeah. People get scared, you know, at a certain age, like, yeah, this is it. I know uh, at my age now, like, even you always talk about 35 being the magic number, Lazo. Once you're 35, you're no longer young in the sense that no one's impressed by no anything you do now because you're an adult but for me which i totally agree with and then for me at 40 i was like man i'm 40 now i i think i'm probably too old to ever do anything else right like i'm not going to be able to figure so, out how to do anything it else does limit what yeah. you can do but i think it's important to remember that you you can you do still other have things. options you, you still, still have, have every option you used to have yes. i mean that's fair yes we know that now this is a piece of advice that you clearly give and that is play to your strengths and follow your passions. Yes. Because if you do those things, yeah. and all right, this would be ridiculous, but you know, you've joked around with me before about like, uh, what is the, oh, pantyhose, right? The whole pantyhose thing. Mm-hmm. We joked around about this and you're like, just, you could make money. I'm like, no, I can't make money. Doing you can that. because you you're could, passionate about it. You could literally start some sort you're of online a- business or whatever Absolutely. it is and start advertising because I think you like it so much that you could convince people you to buy, buy something. Well, not only that, you find other people who are passionate about right. it and you, Network. Share that passion. Right. And if you enjoy it, that's what they mean by, you know, if, if you love work, you never work. That I don't, you still have to go to work, you know, so that's yeah, a little bit of, of a course. lie. But if you're passionate about it and you stay passionate about it, then I, I kind of understand that yeah, idea, sure. you know. Uh, the next one is learn from your mistakes, admit your mistakes, and remember that no one is perfect. I hear that all the time. I hear it, you know, um, 
my girlfriend's dad runs a business and I hear him talk about like his big thing is I don't care if you screw up, just tell me you screwed up. Right. You know, that was a big thing. You used to get on me about that. I remember, yeah. you know, you say like, look, Slim, just say Oops, I screwed up. Right. That's on me. And once you really like, I hate people with got excuses. that into my head. I was like, like just stop. This is so liberating. You know, once you taught me that, I was like, this you just say I made a mistake. I made a mistake because I'm telling oh, I like, didn't oh, no, do this. this. Is the and end you of might the world. yell that. Yeah. Like yeah. if I said, hey man, I need you to do this, and then four weeks later I check up with you, and you're like, oh, I didn't. Well, yeah, I may be like, God damn it. Right. But at least it's what will really piss me off. You're like, well, I, did I not give that to you? Like, right. no. Oh, I'm looking we at We both know you did not give that to me. Right, right. And, if you and then up, I started, we worked with a guy in Seattle who just every time was a goddamn, it drove me crazy. Oh, really? I didn't Literally know crazy. Every time you're like, hey, man, this didn't happen. Well, let me tell you. I'm like, just say it didn't happen. <laughs> right, right. And then make it happen the next time. Uh, like, I, I don't, like, what are we doing here? Like. It, it's, you sound like a four-year-old. Right. Like, why didn't you do your homework? And some people do And you're it. like, well, I'll tell you why I didn't do my homework. Like, some people do it their whole lives. Oh, they come up with it's excuses. Horrible. They're acting like things got done that didn't get done. It's, it's, and when you watch it as an adult, you see someone else in that position, it's so uncomfortable. Oh, so you're uncomfortable. Like, come on. Just say, oops. Just say, that's on me. I apologize. Right. I'll try not to let that and happen And learn again. from it. In the yes. sense, like they said in the earlier one, like, don't just keep saying oops. Right. Because then I'll fire you. You got to learn from but, it. Well, like, you got to be like, oops, and then fix it. Yes. And then don't do the oops again. Yes. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions is one, which I think is good. Mm, I think that's not- I think that's also bad. You do? Yeah. Oh, I think here's where you can run in trouble. Some people think I got to play along. Like, I understand what's going on all the time. And that way... People won't look at me as so green or, or, you know, so basically bad at this because I don't know what I I'm never doing. ask a question I don't know the answer to in a business setting or at least think I ha- have a well-thought-out answer. But... Never. But, uh, now, I think you think like, I understand what you're saying, but there could be things where if, if someone said... This kind of goes back, actually, to the, oops, um, my bad, admitting your mistakes... If suddenly you find yourself in a conversation and everyone at work is talking about this thing and you're like, apparently I was supposed to know about this thing. There must have been an email about this thing that Don't I didn't ask read. Uh, but at, at some point, ask or go figure it out. Go back to your you office I mean? and try yeah. to figure it out. If you yeah. can't, go to that one person that you've been networking with that you like and be like, what the hell are they talking? What am yeah. I missing here? Don't just be like, uh, what? Right, but I don't think it I was. Don't. I don't think it was bad for me when I saw, you know, just imagine it's hard to remember going back and not knowing anything about the business, but when I first started working with you and I remember you getting that first cubicle and you had phone numbers that you hung up on, and I, I, were, I asked, you know, so what are the phone numbers for? Who are you right. calling? You know, things like that. Well, you were asking I, just me. What I'm saying is when you say right. don't be afraid to ask questions, if you're in a meeting, don't ask questions. No, different. Yes, totally agree. In don't the meeting, ask, shut up. Unless you ask a question that you know the answer to. Yeah. Or you have a well-thought-out response to that. Yeah. Right? Because if you just say, well, what about if we tried this? And the person's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, then what? Right. You haven't thought about it at all. You just shot off a stupid question, and now you can't back it up at all with any thought. And now the CEO of your company is like, this person just talks and has no thoughts. Yeah. Right? So if you say, like, well, I don't really understand that. Why, Why would we do that? When he gives you an answer, you better be able to discuss that with him. I think or her. Like, that to me, when I hear people do that, I'm like... It's cringe. When they do like, well, why would we do that? And then the person tells me, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, 
You were definitely supposed right. to know that. Not yeah. only were you supposed to know that, you you should be able to follow up with some sort of coherent sentence. Why? You hadn't thought of that before, but you've been doing it this way. Yeah. And then they can be like, okay. And don't you think it's also good advice just career-wise that when you're in a meeting, don't talk unless someone asks you to talk? That's my thing. Like, yeah. just oh, And also, if it's going to be a roundtable, read the room. Right. I was always good at that. So I walk in. I'm like, I know these eight people. We're all going to talk, right? Yeah. So I'm going to sit between these two dumb people. So dumb person talks before me, then I talk, then idea. dumb person talks after me. Yeah. I'm going to look like a genius. <laughs> right. Like, I never sit next to the person who kills it in the meeting every time. Be like, oh, and no, what do you have to say? You're like... Nothing, man, right? Yeah. Sit between dumb people. Yeah. Uh, you I don't mean, have to get it. You are right now. That's kind of what you're right. That's what you're doing. <laughs> right. right. My secret to my success. Right. Uh, you don't have to get a job in your degree field as a piece no. of advice, which uh, I don't have a degree. So, yeah, you don't have to get a job. Uh, you don't have to have a degree to get a job. I can tell you no. that. I don't know. I'm sure it's limited me <laughs> quite a bit, but you don't have to get a, a yeah, job. Yeah, and by the way, that question sense. thing, uh, another thing that people do that makes me angry. <laughs> what? Is when they ask a question because they think it makes them look smart. Don't play right. that no, game no, no, no. either. That's what I'm right? saying. Don't play that game either. Yes. That's when I think of people asking Don't questions in meetings, that's ninety nine percent of the time what it seems right. like they're doing. Don't like, do that. Oh my God. Um, well, I think it is really smart that you thought about this. And then we could add on to it with shut up. Yeah. That person the 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 person who's in charge of you got there for a reason. Yeah. Where they got there because you didn't get there. Yep. Uh, and then the other one, because I know we're running out of time again, but the other one that they put on here is, and obviously this you know would be ideal and it's not always going to be easy, but try to find an employer that actually recognizes your potential. Now, yeah. I, I believe that part of a, an employer recognizing your potential, the way they show that is by paying you a fair sure. salary. Because to me, if they're paying you a fair amount, then you automatically, or at least at that point, think, okay, I think they... Yeah. They appreciate me. This is how they show they appreciate me. They pay me. But I do think a lot of people get into these positions where they're at a job and they're just kind of a fly on the wall or, you know, uh, whatever yeah. the saying is. And it's not that their boss dislikes them, but you got You do have to kind of show someone. If you're, if you're totally comfortable where you're at and you're just trying to keep that job exactly where you are, no promotion, okay, then fine. But if you are wanting to – Maybe make a little more money, do other things. I think you have to kind of make yourself noticed. And that's not by asking questions in a meeting to try and make right. yourself look smart. It's by finding the people that are in a position of power that kind of see your potential. Because sure. I do think that, that good bosses still to this day, like Lee Iacocca said, sur- surround themselves with smart people, hopefully sure. smarter people, the smartest people they can find right. to make them look smart. So try and find that person who does that. Because they're also going to run into people who... I don't know that we do that so much anymore, though. You don't think so? I think there's a lot of yes men. A lot Absolutely. of yes men and it seems yes to women be the majority. more there. Seems to be the majority. More there. And you, well, I was just going to say, so you think that, I mean, obviously because there's so many of them, you think that that is proof that that's working? That the yes men, the yes men approach to some is degree, for more, sure. Yeah, we do. I mean, we've, we've seen it, yep. you know. Uh, yeah, like yeah, firsthand. Yeah, I mean it we is. Have, no, it, it it's true. Well, that's my other piece of actual career advice outside of like when you're looking for a job or what you're going to do for a job. The thing is, like you know, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but do what your boss tells you to do. Yeah, I, I, I mean like that, that is one thing. It's, it's crazy how many people I know that, right. that talk and about no work. And, yeah, you don't always have to do what they say. I don't always do what our bosses say, but know it. 
Like, okay, know what you can say no to and what you can't say no to. Right. Like, if there's some sort of big thing going on and they're like, you're going to do it, and you can tell it's been done, this decision has been made, then get on board. Yeah. But if they're telling you to do something, you're like, yeah, I don't really believe that. What about this? There's a time and a place for that, and if you do it correctly, they'll respect you for it. Sure. But, you know, that game ain't always easy, so just make sure you're picking the right one. And certainly when you come in and you're new, you don't start telling them how they're running the place poorly, how much better it could be run. No, no, no. Just stop. Just play the game for a while, show them that you can excel, and then if they come in, there's plenty of times when I program a station where they'd be like, you know... We should start doing this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. But you have and, but what, and here's why. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. And then if they said, well, we should really be, then you're like, okay. Like, you don't, if you tell me twice, then, you know, I work here because of you. Right. Exactly. Right. That's like it. when they were looking for a CEO, they were taking resumes and they didn't ask for mine. So <laughs> right. that's it. But there's also other times where like, you don't have to ask that first question. Yeah. Where they're like, hey. We're putting someone else in charge of the station. We're changing the name, and uh, you guys can stay on the air if you want. There was no point in me that went, you know what, man? I'm not good with that. Right. Right? It was well, like, why are you doing this? I don't right. think that's the right move at you all. Listen? No, I was like, yeah, man, that is the uh, you know hope of words. Yeah. I'm all on board. That was the time I tell you right now, I'm an Odyssey soldier. Let Whatever we do, we do. Let me know how I can help. Yep. That's I'm it. I'm on board. Let's go. The Church of Laszlo. <laughs> It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We're doom scrolling, my man. All right, let's do it. Okay, someone on Twitch said that I was wrong about the Biden visit and that it was a planned visit and that Russia knew. But according to BBC News here, it says, uh, the headline says, how the president's surprise visit was kept a secret. And everything that I read said that it was a surprise visit and that they might have suspected that he was going to visit uh, at the end of this trip, but that they surprised, at, at least surprised, by going there first. So I don't know. And he met with Zelensky. There's uh, pictures. You can see the picture that's going around of the two of them hugging. It looks like they're both very emotional. I'm here to show our unwavering support for the nation's independence, their sovereignty, and, uh, and territorial integrity. Thank you for your leadership. Thanks. Bipartisan support. Thanks. Congress, I think that is a historical moment for our, for our country. Putin thought Ukraine was weak and the West was divided. But he's just been plain wrong, plain wrong. And one year later, the evidence is right here in this room. And uh, I read that he pledged uh, uh, half a billion dollars, another half a billion dollars, uh, to help uh, the fight in Ukraine, and we're all, we're approaching the one year anniversary, right? Which yeah. is what? When is it? Is it like tomorrow? Or it's in the next couple of days? I they feel say, like it's uh, the twenty third. They say Putin's real big on anniversaries. When they sure. say that, when I say they, it's something I read this morning. He's big on anniversaries, so they're worried that on the anniversary, seems like a sentimental guy to me. He will. Uh, he will probably launch some pretty big, big on anniversaries, birthdays, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, he takes that stuff seriously. Uh, they said that they're worried that he's going to launch a, a big attack. I saw another military advisor. I don't know if you saw this. Fell out of her uh, hotel room window a couple of days ago. There's been so many in the last couple of weeks, though. Now yeah, that's dangerous. You can't keep them straight. The top general. Yeah, they've got to do something about those railings. Those I think windows. it's like those resorts in Mexico. Maybe the. Yeah. You know, here we have those. 
I get it. Poly, those yeah. standards, it has to be a certain codes. height. But yeah, codes. Thank you. Building codes. They just must not have those because really dangerous. They are falling out mm-hmm. of buildings. Not hospital buildings, hotel buildings. If if I were one of them, I would stay on the ground floor. Stay on the first floor. Absolutely. If they say, "Hey, we got your mm-hmm. hotel room," and it's I don't know, third floor or higher? No. And just be like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and sleep in my car. I think that's probably the smarter move here. I guess what they do is kill you in your car and then take you upstairs and throw you out the window anyway. Uh, People are moving to the south still. This was a big story when COVID hit because a lot of people were mad about lockdowns. And so there was this mass exodus from states like California. Uh, Joe Rogan famously, you know, big celebrity, said, I'm I'm leaving. Uh, Elon Musk said, I'm leaving California. They went to Texas there in Austin, which I've heard – uh, has kind of messed with the housing market a little bit. Like a lot of people came, prices went up, and now it's calming down a little bit. But according to the news, young people are still moving to the south. They like warm weather. Surprise, surprise. They're trying to get away from the winters. And what happens with a lot of them is they go to visit and they just decide we're going to stay. So Texas and Florida seem to be getting the most new people uh, flocking to their states. And of course, a lot of people also are like, hey, I don't have to pay as much taxes here. Like, I think in Florida, like you don't pay property tax on your vehicle, right? Isn't that one of the things know. you like, don't I pay annual don't, property no tax? income on, tax, on right? Something. Yeah, there's, there's fewer no taxes. Income tax, but I, yeah, I don't know. Texas has some of those too, <clears> where I think Personal some, income tax, I think is gone, right? Yeah, there's some ways to save some money there. I know in Oklahoma, there's a bunch of uh, ways. To, I don't know anything about it, but- People apparently are, are moving to the south from places like New York, California, Boston. Americans are increasingly picking up and planning routes in the south. Nearly 1.4 million Americans have moved to the south between the middle of 2021 and 2022. That's a lot, With right? Texas and Florida easily grabbing the lion's share, followed by North Carolina and Georgia. The state's seeing the biggest exodus, New York, California, and Illinois. It's a story that can also be told through cities, with Houston, Miami, and Atlanta seeing the largest percentage of inbound moving rates in 2022. Hmm. A million and a half people in a little over a year, that, that does, I have no idea what the normal exodus is from these states, but a million and a half seems like a lot of people. I've certainly thought you grew up in Detroit, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't take. Now, when you were a kid, you probably liked the snow days and stuff. But no. it, oh, you didn't like it. No, you didn't go play in the snow on snow days. No. Oh, I played in the snow on snow days. I spent enough time in Florida that I realized that that was a better place to live. Yeah. Uh, you Period. Know, it's like when we live. There's in, no arguing. In Seattle, I always thought a lot of the people that were from there would talk about how great it is, and I thought not that it isn't a beautiful city, but I thought, you know, I don't know if you're aware of. How weird it is that it's cloudy here every single day. Right. Like, you know, you could be in, in Colorado, it's it's sunny uh, all the time. Uh, at least, you know, uh, where I'm from, and it ain't like the cost of living is high where I grew up here in Kansas City. Well, winters kind of suck, although they're sucking less with global warming. But at least the sun comes out and shines. It gets hot in the summer, but at mm. least there's sunshine. You know, and, and so then starting you, to lose me a little bit. I know, but in these places where it's super, like, well, you know, super I, cold I do winters, think Kansas City is nicer than Seattle. Look, I live here for a reason. Oh, but the it, weather, it, absolutely. Not, I could not handle the weather in Seattle. I couldn't look, do it. It's not the same. Seattle's a and and if and if you were okay with it, it's fine. I, I said it's a beautiful city. My problem was right. clouds every day. I really it depressed the hell out of me. I mean. I I lost like forty pounds. They were giving right. me a vitamin D shot. You also missed home. I hate, man, the clouds were bad. And now I've got my sister in law living up there, and she's only been there for. And she's like technically in Alaska, but it's an island. It's in the Pacific Northwest, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about it's cl- it's cloudy all the time. It rains every day. I'm like, I know. She's like, no, but you don't understand. It's like rained every single day yeah. I've been here. I'm like, yeah, I know. I think if you're used to it, it's totally fine. Or for some people, it just doesn't bother them. For me. 
winter sucks. And when it's dark at 4 p.m. and it's cold and it, you go outside to get in your car. And even but if you don't summers have to walk, in but, Seattle are beautiful. Sure. The, you know, unbelievable. For, yeah, for a month or so. I'm saying, forget oh, about Seattle. Forget about Seattle. Hyperbolic. But these cities like Detroit and stuff where you have cold yeah, winters. Miserable. Anywhere where there's cold winters. I understand the idea that at some point, you apparently didn't even enjoy it as a child. No. But at some point, I think most of us as young adults think, I, man, can we just can I get somewhere south where it doesn't get this cold? Of can I get course. somewhere south where the sun comes out in the winter a little bit? Yes. A lot of people go to Colorado because they go, hey, there's mountains here and there's still snow and stuff and it's and it's fun, but the well, sun is out. Like in mountains. The That's not my thing. Yeah, I, I like, like beach, but yeah, mountains, beach. You know, I don't both are my, nice. Like, I'm, what am I going to do? Like mountains are nice to look at, but I'm not going to. I'm really not going to be a part of it. Right. I'm not going to engage in it. Well, and for, if there's ocean, I'll engage in it. Like it'll be a part of my daily life. Every time I lived in Florida, I'd go to the ocean. Right. Uh, I don't know that I would just go climb a mountain. I think in Austin, the thing is. A lot of those people are coming from these places and like, hey, it's just, we don't have the cold winters and the cost of living is better. Sure. It's getting higher, but it's somewhat affordable and it's right. warm and sunny in right. the wintertime. Nice. That's super hot, which, I, man, at some point, I tell myself all the time, at some point, I got to get, if I live long enough, away from Midwest winters. I say that. I know this winter hasn't been so bad, but even just a couple of those days where it's 18 degrees and the wind chills negative four and you just go to your car and your right. fingers hurt and it's just depressing. Some people say, I like the seasons. I got to guess too, though, that a lot of these people are moving for reasons not just weather related, but also for Californians, they complain about taxes a lot. Sure. The girl that they talked to in the story, she was from Boston. She said it was all about winters, just getting away from the yeah, winters. Of course. People in New York, when COVID hit, they felt really trapped, a lot of them. And said, you know, we're we're in full lockdown. We're trapped in this city, and it's right. hard to get out of here. It's hard to kind of escape and, and go Plus, somewhere. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. We're not talking about. I don't care. What? Well, I was just gonna say, if you're in New York, we just said one out of every twenty people is a millionaire. Yeah. If you're in New York, a millionaire, a million bucks doesn't get you very far. No. Nope, no. Nope. But so you live in this house, you can sell for probably three and a half million dollars, and you move to Tampa. Yep. Which would buy you a giant part of the city, yep. like. Of course that's the difference. It's so tempting. Why not? Right. Why are you leaving Boston? Because your house is worth so much more in the South. Yep. Like, that's why, yep. the, you know, the uh, yeah, the weather's better. That's a huge draw. And my money goes a ton further. Yep. And I hear people talk about, because I've said before, like, I would move to Dallas. I would move to, to Texas, you know, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, somewhere to get away from the winters. And they go like... Oh, but Texas, you know, it's so red. And I'm like, I'm talking about living in a city. The cities aren't red. You know, They're, I live in a red well, state. What difference does it make? Houston, it still feels a little red. Houston? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I mean, I mean, think I know it goes blue, cutting by like eighty percent or something. Yeah, I mean, but, but the, my point is, I'm from a red state anyway. It just always right, surprises me like, when friends anymore. of mine are like, or my even my family, why would you move to Texas? It's so conservative. Well, it's Where do no you more. Live? It does, Houston doesn't feel any more red than Kansas City. Right, that's what that's I'm what saying. saying. But like, like, you don't think you're going to go, go to San Antonio and they're going to be like, moving oh. to Houston isn't like a liberal bastion of Boston or Seattle. Don't get well, confused. Austin, maybe. Right. right, but still, it's not. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I'm, right. I'm not saying I'm going to move out and get a big plot of land in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Jimmy Carter, we mentioned this earlier. I actually meant to check for an update. Um, close. He's he's. Did you check again to see if he's passed away? No, I haven't. Uh, I know it's close. You know he's he's had quite a few health problems, which is not a surprise. He's ninety eight years old. And the last issue he had, I don't remember exactly what it was. This was just a few weeks ago. They told him when he got out of the hospital, hey, you need to go home and rest. And instead, what does he do? Back to he puts on, on his Habitat for Humanity jacket and his hat. And did you see that picture of him Legend. out there? 
Yeah. And I mean, the whole side of his side face of his was face. red. He's and, in hospice now, right? And now he's in hospice. His family has said, you know, uh, it's coming. It's, the it's long time. and distinguished life of former President Jimmy Carter is approaching its end. In a statement Saturday, the Carter Center revealed that the 98-year-old has, quote, decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family and to receive hospice care. It's a decision that follows a series of hospital stays. Okay, so there you go. Just says Jimmy Carter has opted for home hospice care, sure. which, uh, you know, hospice, if you're not familiar, just end-of-life care. I, I know there are those hospice care facilities. Yeah. Uh, they told us at one point that my dad might have to go in. My grandmother went to one. Man, I... My stepdad had a hospice nurse. That yeah, came to the house. So my grandmother had a right. hospice nurse for a while, mm-hmm. and my dad had one, too. He ended up passing away in the hospital, but my grandmother, she... After a while, the hospice nurse, and then yeah. they, they're like, okay, yeah. you're going to go to hospice care, which I think means like a... you got like three or four days. Once you go to hospice care. Yeah. But there's, you, there's yeah. that I one don't in Southwest traffic where I know for sure. Now, but what about home hospice care, which is what Jimmy Carter's doing? Yeah. yeah I mean, because yeah. my thought is, I think you got like maybe a, Maybe they're like, no, I think it's still covered by Medicaid, but maybe you got a little bit more time, right? I don't know. At least that's the way I felt it was with my grandma. Like, hey, I think it was she's a few come. weeks yeah. for me. Well, I felt like once they said, the hospice nurse said she needs to go to hospice care, it was like, yeah, this is happening tonight. Like, it yeah. says Carter has decided to spend his remaining time at home and receive hospice care. But then care. again, he's a former president, so he may Very not true. have to go to hospice care. They may be like, yeah, do it, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, but, my thought has just always been when I drive by those hospice facilities, I do. I just think about the people that are in there, and I immediately start horrible. to feel sad and start to think about my own yeah, mortality, horrible. and I think, man, I hope that I can die at, at home or suddenly, you know, just... I don't know. I, I think I I'd know. rather go to hospice care. And, in a center or at really? home? And be around well, other people? I don't want to die at home, you know, with my... Like, I don't want them to have to deal with any of that. Like, call somebody, get my body out of the house. Like, yeah. send me somewhere. For, let someone else deal with all the details. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was... For my stepdad, that was pretty easy. Remember, we made a call and they were prepared because obviously he was getting close. Right. And it was a matter of, like, you know... They come and pick him up and that's it. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just, in my head, I'm like, I want everything to be... I'd like that to be out of their hands. Yeah. You know? Is it like you don't want that like that like taint the house's memory? Like no, no, no. I just that? don't want to burden them. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give them any extra thing to do. Although, I sound, and I know they'd be like, no. And I get it. They would be like, no, we'll take care of this. And of course, the pro- but to me, it'd be like, ah. You know, I just, boy. I, I just, I, I would feel... If something happened, I feel like I'm just, you know, you guys got to move me out of the house. You got to sit here with me until the person comes. Like, you know, with my grandmother at hospice care, like we all went in the room. Then she left. You know what I mean? And then they were like, okay, we'll take care of everything. I need that to happen. This doctor that they interviewed said there's a lot of myths about what hospice care is and that, you know, it just means, oh, you're going here. We're going to watch you die. Um, he said he thinks of it as intensive, comfort-focused care. It's provided with the goal of minimizing physical, emotional, and spiritual suffering that patients and their families experience when somebody has six months or less to live. Okay. And you said this, Snow Cone, and I know this is a little crude, but you said the idea of like dying at home, you don't want to kind of taint the, the, the home with sure. that. And I, I think some people might might scoff at that, but... I think it's a good point because, and again, I hate to make this comparison, but they'll do that for your dog. When you go to put a dog down, that there's services that will come to your house. And for some people, they said it's great. They didn't have to go to a vet yeah. and do it there yeah. in the scary place. But, you know, I, I was talking to my brother about it, and he said, you don't want that room 
to be the room where you watched your right. dog. And I was like, oh, you know, there is something to that. Right. My stepdad, so if it's a family member, my stepdad, you know. Well, the night before he died, like we knew he was going to die that night. And yeah. He was, he was in his room and yeah. on the bed. And I went in and basically said goodbye to him. And now like, I go back to that same room. I don't necessarily, I don't think about it all the time. Okay. But if I ever was to, I know it was in that room. Right. right. So that, that memory's always going to be there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But you know what? My dad's room at my mom's house is still a memory that my dad has gone. It's still yeah. there, yeah. you know? And I get it. It probably is different. But, uh, you know, when my dad passed away, it was in the ICU. And in those last couple of days, I remember him kind of, when he would wake up, he's, he seems scared, and I just wonder if he would have felt more comfortable if he was at the house. Yeah. But I also get what Laszlo's saying, the idea of, like, my mother and us having to deal with, right. hey, okay, we need to have someone. Are we doing the right things? We need right. to get Go someone to come get the, the body. body. all that stuff. And yeah. I know, hey, people want to do that. They want to yeah. be there for you. It's just my nature yeah. is like, yo, let me take care of all of that. Like, yeah. I don't want you to, like... Just put me over here. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll come back and uh, do the lighter side of doom scrolling. The Church of Laszlo. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. My man, Nick Wright, how are you? I'm great. You know, it's been a solid week. I'm sad I didn't get to see you guys in Kansas City. I heard you guys talking about it. You mm. would not have been a third wheel. Well, it come been on. Great. I saw your pictures. But, Definitely would have been third wheel. Yeah, wheels. we're excited for you, man. Yes. We're friends. Yes. You know that. That look seems awesome. And we haven't talked to you too much since then, but I got the feeling that you made some new friends. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, I don't think it would be fair. I don't think it would be accurate for me to say, like, I'm friends with Mahomes now. I mean, Mahomes and I have had a relationship. We know each other, and he was super kind. And at that after party, sent a bottle of champagne over to my table saying the committee warned you, which is a nice little homage to the show. And he's he's dope. I But I do feel like I am now legitimately good friends with Travis Kelsey to the point to where – he was disappointed that I couldn't go to his SNL taping because I'm going to be out of town. Oh, like, really? And he, yeah. And, and you, you guys know the lady on SNL, Heidi Gardner, is at Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. And so they're doing like a whole Kansas City like tailgate type thing for Kelsey's appearance. So um, you were telling I'm me earlier be... that he invited you to go backstage at SNL. Yeah, where are you going? You That's can't more make important it. than that. Well, my wife and I have a trip in my post-football season hour, you know, let's let's remember what each other looked like trip after I've spent six months watching football and there's no, there's no, I mean, there's no, there's no getting around it. Hmm. And so that's, but could, and I want to go, by the way. But, um, but wouldn't but, that be a good date too? I feel like anyone yeah, I'm dating would be like, hey, you know what? Like, hey, let's go We're backstage. Go, yeah, backstage at SNL. I feel like anyone I'm with would be like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, but I uh, no, I agree. But I think I'll you know not with Kelsey hosting, but I think I probably could do that again. But I'm going to I'm going to Rio with Danielle, and that's been scheduled for quite some time. And we're not we're not changing that schedule for this. But regardless, it was a it's an unbelievable week. And here's my sports take for you, Laszlo, hmm. and I want to know what you think of it. Okay, I think this Chiefs team 
if we start the clock with this season and then move forward. I think this team that just won the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. is going to be the worst team the Chiefs have from now until when Kelsey retires. Well, what's going to change? Well, why, I mean, why who, do you say that? I don't know. Why do you say that? What makes you because they this year they played a ton of rookies. Mm-hmm. They played a ton of new players. They have above league average cap space. They have above above league average um, draft picks as far as number of them. And the 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 only key free agent that they might lose is Jarek McKinnon, their backup running back. Like. When you have in the what Super about Chris Bowl, Jones? Three, Can he leave? No, he's under contract for another year, oh, and okay. they're probably going to extend him this offseason. Now, Frank Clark could Frank Clark they might end up cutting for cap purposes, but that's why they drafted Karloftis. And my guess is they bring Frank back just on a reduced salary. But there's no key guys other than McKinnon that you have a real risk of losing. Orlando Brown's a free agent, but they'll franchise tag him most likely. What about receivers? By the way, I mean, look, that offensive line played great in the Super Bowl, but I'm not really all that worried about Orlando Brown. I have to be honest with you. I watch a lot of it. I'm like, there's a reason why the Ravens were like, yeah, we're not going to pay you that much money. You're good, but you're not unbelievable that we can't replace you. I thought, listen, I thought the whole offensive line was unbelievable in the Super Bowl, and I don't think they're going to have to worry about replacing him. I think they're just going to try to get him signed to a long-term deal, and if they don't, they'll franchise tag him like they did this past year. But the, the, that's the thing. The thing is, is that, like, when in the second half of the Super Bowl, your three touchdowns are scored by two rookies and a second-year player that you acquired at the, you know, at the deadline who you, right. those, those three guys that scored touchdowns in the second half of the Super Bowl, are going to make a combined $4 million yeah. And you have them under total control. And here's the other thing. By the time next season starts, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the 10th highest paid quarterback in football. Yeah, right. I mean, there's people paying more for sure. And Well, he's already fifth. And Burrow, Herbert, Lamar yeah. are all going to get brand new contracts. So, like, the Chiefs are just incredibly well positioned and that's why I said until Kelsey retires, like that, you know, Kelsey is irreplaceable. Who are the and Chiefs wide receivers? Because it's such a weird thing that, you know, you got like the greatest quarterback in the NFL and then obviously the greatest tight end uh, in the NFL, maybe one of the greatest, if not the greatest ever. But I, I forget, like, is Valdez Scantling playing today? So Valdez like- Scantling is under contract. Juju is a free agent who I think they'll try to bring back, but someone might pay him more. Hardman, who they didn't have for the last three months of the year, he's a free agent. And then you have Sky Moore, who they drafted, who didn't have a great rookie year, but then had the touchdown in the Super Bowl and the big punt return in the AFC Championship game, and Kadarius Toney. Now, there are some rumors that the Chiefs are going to try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins because he's going to be available. I That would surprise me. I think they might sign relatively cheaply Odell, that I think is, you know, that's the other thing about now being this team is you now get to be the team that gets the veteran who's right. made his money at a discount. And fill in those places. Win. I mean, you know, we all talk about what, I mean, when you're talking about dynasty, which is, I don't think the Chiefs are there, but they're in it, right? Like, you don't get to say it's a dynasty until it's over. Like, you're in it now. And if things all turn out, but. To me, it's just like the Patriots where it's like, hey, we're in it. 
you want to come play you D-line be a part for me? Of it. Yeah, you want to be a part and of it. And people this. are like, hell yeah, I do. Like, let's go. Right. So you start to be able, if you see, like, everybody was like, oh, Belichick and those guys are so great at filling in those holes. Yeah, but it's a lot easier filling in those holes when you're winning Super Bowls and you have Tom Brady than it is filling in those holes when you have, you know, uh, whoever it may be. Right. And the Raiders, right? Like, it's just a different ball game. I talked to your guy, Eric Mangini, about that exact thing today, and he brought up the point that all of that's true, and then you add to it that the one thing the Patriots had working against them was they had Brady, they had Belichick, they had the winning, but everyone knew that it was, you know, they weren't exactly a lot of fun. Right, no, that's true. You succeeded, you had fun. He was like, the Chiefs are having that same level of success but everyone talks about how much fun it is with the injury. Right. No, that's different. You're right. There's probably have. guys who would have went to the Patriots like, yeah, I ain't doing that. Yeah, it seems like, you know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. too hard. Or, right. And so I think now what the Patriots have is at least, even though Boston's not the most glamorous city, it's obviously a bigger market than Kansas City. But I think in the NFL, I think they're, the, the allure of being on Patrick Mahomes' team is just massive right now. Right. I just think he seems on such a different level than everybody else. And I do think it helps that if we're like, ah, Kansas City doesn't help you. Well, the other, you know, star young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, those guys are in Cincinnati and Buffalo. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like those are great markets. You know, Trevor Lawrence is in Jacksonville. Um, And so I think that's helpful a lot. And so, no, I just – I think I would be so. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. They've now got two. What would I have to set the over under at for you to take the under for Mahomes' career Super Bowls? For you to bet money mm. on the under? Boy, oh man, six! Let's, I bet under six. <laughs> Right, so if I set it at all right, but if I set the number at five and a half, I'm 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 probably going to take the under just because it's really hard. But I wouldn't be surprised if I lost. How's that? Right, but if I set it so that's so if I said we're going to set the over under on Mahomes for Super Bowls at four and a half, mm-hmm. you're saying you're taking you're betting money on the yeah I am yeah for money. sure. <laughs> Me too. Which yeah. is so crazy. Right, it's insane. It's, it's insane. And that's and I understand. And it really is because he won this Super Bowl in the way he did it. I'm being honest because you know me. If if he would have lost this one, I'd be like, yeah, no, I don't know. He might be closer to Aaron Rodgers than he is Tom Brady. The way he won this Super Bowl and the way that team did it, you're like, man, they got two more in them. I think they have to. They have to, and that's and that's the, the other thing that people I think forget because Brady ended with six with the Patriots and then like the bonus one with the Bucks. Yes, Brady won three in his first four years. He also had three in his first 14 years. Right. After they won their third, they went 10 years without winning one. I And so and some people would say that's like a warning sign for the Chiefs. That feels like, I don't know, an impossibility that this team could go a decade you know, as, as, now again, we don't know how long Andy Reid's going to coach, and they're going to have to replace the enemy and all that stuff. But man, 
Yeah. This team right now seems like an absolute monster. It seems like it's going to be hard to beat, that's for sure. I will give you that. And do I think they'll win one every year? No, it's hard. But, I mean, you know, if Mahomes can play long, I mean, I can't imagine why he wouldn't get a couple more. Well, and, you know, there was a 16-year stretch from, oh, I forget, maybe 03 to whenever. But whatever it was, it was 16 years where Brady, Manning, and Big Ben were in 15 of the 16 Super Bowls for the AFC, with Joe Flacco being the one spare guy. And so we now have a four-year stretch where it's been three for Mahomes, one for Burrow. Could we have another 10 years where – in the next 10 years, Mahomes, you know, Mahomes makes five. Josh Allen makes one or two. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow all make one or two. And, like, that's what the AFC looks like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of the likely the way this thing plays out. Yeah, I mean, Is I'm it, with you. I think there's, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's college kids who are coming in. I don't know where Caleb Williams is going to go, but that, he can play football. No, I think the. Do you let me ask you this about the college kids real quick before we mm-hmm. finish? So Caleb is next year's draft. Right. This year, Bryce Young terrifies me with his size because of his given height. What we've seen with Tyler. Yeah, he's so small. Yeah. It just seems like I don't know that a guy that size can work in the NFL. And C.J. Stroud, I didn't. You know, you watched a ton of Big Ten football. Do you believe in him as an NFL? Star? Not at all. I'm being okay. honest. If if C.J. Stroud, I mean, the blueprint's there. You don't got to look any further. I mean, it's like if you put pressure on him, he's in trouble. Right. That's it. And now, now here's the thing. Maybe he can go to a team where there's a better coach than what he had at college that can fix that, right? You would hope the NFL – look, like uh, Patrick Mahomes was good in college – but when he got to the NFL and started working with these guys, he became amazing. So maybe C.J. Stroud is that guy if he gets with the right people. That's the thing that we always kind of, you know, underestimate. How good are these coaches? And how, you know, if you're really good in college like C.J. Stroud is, can they make you amazing? Right? I don't know. I mean, clearly they made Pat Mahomes amazing. Yeah, and, and like Bryce Young's college case is so much better than C.J. Stroud's, but C.J. Stroud's is six inches taller. And, like, it just feels like that matters. Yeah, I'm with you, but isn't it like, you know, kind of that game, too? They can move C- They can move Bryce Young out of the pocket. They can move him around. They can, they can figure out ways to make that work that they didn't really have 10 years ago. Yeah, I know, but, like, Kyler's tiny, and mm-hmm. he's banged up now. You know, two is not tiny, but two is small. And it doesn't, you know, it seems like every time he gets sacked, someone's flinging him to the ground. Like, I just think that I feel like the older I get, the more, like, conservative I get when it comes to, like, my quarterback size thing. Like, it absolutely, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want a big, thick, strong guy. I'm just reading Um, here. It says Bryce Young holds the record for the most passing yards in a single game by an Alabama quarterback. Now, I don't know anything about football, but I know that Alabama's a pretty good college football team. uh I assume, I hear you guys talk about his size, but someone will want him early, early, right? Number one. Okay, I was going to ask. That's my question. That's my question. Okay. No, no, no. I think he and Stroud could go one-two. I'm just saying... Laszlo mentioned Caleb Williams, who's the USC quarterback. Uh-huh. Caleb Williams, to me, is 
like the guy. Like I think he's going to come into the NFL and be a star. I just don't know that any of these quarterbacks from this year's class are that, but people are all about Bryce Young. I mean, he won the Heisman not this year, but last year, and then played another year. People love him. I just, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I think I Will Levis can class. play. I'll be interested to see where he goes. I think he's down a little bit, but I think he's he, he's a player. Well, he's another guy people think is going to go in the top ten. He played at Kentucky, and he's mm-hmm. obviously the right size and all that. Well, fellas, I love you. Nick, I'm we're so proud of you. Congratulations City. on your Where new friendship. Where are you friendship. staying at Rio? Are you going, I saw, are you going to do like that dance thing I saw Brady Car- do? Carnival? Well, our last, we get there the second to last night of Carnival. So our first two days there is when Carnival's ending. So that should be fun. And then we'll just see. I mean, we're there for a, a good chunk of time. And I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to figure that out. Will you call week. us drunk from there? Uh, I mean, come on. Some traditions never end. Of All right, hey, let me ask you real quick. I know you got to go, but there, I think your wife posted a picture on Instagram of you two with another couple, and it said, like, Shaq's Funhouse or something? Okay, so, yeah, so that's not another couple, by the way. That's her very best friend, Nicole, and the guy who produces my TV show. We all, So they yes, weren't together? We together? No, they're not together. They okay, because I was uh, about to lose my ass. No, like that girl is so hot, and that guy. I'm like, what? Hot, what is this now? What happens? <laughs> no, like it made no, me no, angry. No. I'm like, what? Why? Why is why is that You've guy get her? her? You've always I loved love her. You know, I know, and I know who she is. And yeah. I'm like, and then I was always like, eh, yeah. I'm probably too dorky to date this girl. I get it. Then I see that she's with this guy. I'm like, I could pull that off. I could completely pull no, that off. That, no, no, they they were not together. We all just went out together. That right. they are not a. He's engaged. Right. Um, not to her. So yeah, that's right. not what it is. But oh, uh, I was about but, to yeah, so don't you worry about that. Okay. All right. I'll <laughs> See you, man. You See you, Nick. The Church Shot Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, you're Doom Strong? Yeah, we're finishing Doom School and Laszlo. I saw this viral debate going on mm, online. They're talking man, about it. I love viral debates. Me too. And this is one of yours. Get me involved, baby. You, you were early on this. You should be involved in this debate because you were the first parent I ever heard with this opinion, and okay. it's it's about sleepovers. Oh, yeah. Lazlo's always been against sleepovers. Yeah, no. And now there's a big debate online with parents about whether or not sleepovers should still be a thing. And there are a lot of people, Lazlo, that agree with you that say, no sleepovers. My kids are not sleeping over at anybody's house, Mm-mm. and they're not sleeping at mine. And one of these guys who's totally against it, he says almost exactly what you said, basically, you know, 15 years ago now, I guess. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on over at that house from over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're getting sexually molested. I mean, he just comes out right, and says yeah. it. There is one thing Larry Mittenall would never do as a parent. I would never, ever, ever, ever let them do a sleepover. The child and adolescent psychologist making the case against youth sleepovers, citing safety risks. Risks such as you know, abuse, and that could be physical, emotional, or sexual um, exposures, right, to certain things like illicit images or substance use or just experimentation and other forms that parents might not really be uh, kind of comfortable with. But I would say that that physical, yeah. sexual, and emotional abuse that I endured in all those sleepovers made me who I am today. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true for you. So take that, you know, <clears throat> I... For what it's worth. It's important uh, for... Not, look, I have no problem with you. It's just important for us to want our kids to be better than us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, right? That's so what every parent wants. Right. They want their life to be a little bit better right. than theirs. So um, I wonder what the percentage is what now. What are people saying? 
There are, yeah, there are there are people fighting. There are people saying sleepovers are a rite of passage. Mm. It's kids, you know, they they build the the forts in the living room to watch scary movies, yeah. and they get to hang out, and they mm. get that feeling of you know, kind mm. of a, a slight bit of independence because yeah. sure, there's a parent around, but it's someone else's parent that are different house. Mm. They're spending the night somewhere else. It's fun. It's exciting. Um, I totally understand your point. I totally understand. I'm that bigger on the point that's not happening in my house. Which is interesting to me because I would I get what that guy's saying about when your kid goes over there, you don't know what's happening. But I understand your point is you don't want to be responsible for your kids. I don't know. Kids. That kid falls down the stairs. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, you know, my hands are full with my kids. I don't yeah. need to be watching yours. That, that makes sense to me. I get right. it. I did. I spent the night. I had sleepovers a lot. We would kind of alternate for a while, but it got to the point where my best friend is a kid. Uh, I think he preferred to have them at his house. And honestly, I preferred to go to his house. Sure. So I would say about... It ended up being about 75% of them took place over there. But we made movies with the camcorder. We uh, we played video games, you I'm know, sure. like uh, Monkey mm-hmm. Island. We yeah, watched Monkey Island. We watched scary movies. Friday night, they had the scary movie thing on yeah, one of the network night. channels. Yeah, Horror Night. Why not Horror Night? We, we, made, we put a tent in the backyard and mm-hmm. slept out there. His little brother was always hanging out with us. Who wants to look at the Spiegel magazine with me? Well, you know, you don't have to have a sleepover to do that. That's just I know, it. but still happened. We did do that, sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, that started before the sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may have encouraged our our desire oh, to say, let's, it. Let's, let's not go home <clears throat> just yet. Maybe we could just hang out all mm-hmm. night. Tickled each other. We scratched, Who wants to be scratched each other's you said backs. Tickled. tickled each other's backs, yes. You tickled each other's back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, nope, I'm not. I'm okay. You know what your kid doing that? Come on. No, took, I don't want him to come back turns. and be like, hey, what'd you do last night? And be like, oh, you know, just sat around and tickled each other. It wasn't sexual. I'm like, sexual. okay, you it know what? It wasn't sexual. I don't, you know what? I don't know what is and what isn't. But, it, but it, I know it wasn't. We watched the clock and it said, you go for five minutes and then I get five minutes. You tickle me for five minutes and I'll tickle, tickle my you back. For, it felt yeah. good to have your back tickled. So, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. No, nope, we I'm good. God. We were close enough. We were we were best friends, you know? Yeah, I bet. We were okay. And by the way, he's doing just fine now. I'm sure. He's 40. He's retired. Got into Bitcoin early. Mm-hmm. Got married in Amsterdam. Yep. Good he's for him. He's killing it, you know? Who knows what would have happened if he hadn't had his back tickled all those times and made all those scary movies look i understand the debate i totally get it it's just weird because i'd never thought about it i don't have kids but i'd never thought about i just thought that like every parent let their kid spend the night at someone's house and they would come over their house and when you were like no and here's why i'm against it i was like oh that makes a lot of sense and now Mm -hmm. there's a big push but i would just like to point out that you were early on this because now it's this big debate now uh you know you were in the minority if they stay at their mom's house and she lets them do a sleepover you know Sure. It is what it is. Yeah. I don't I can't control that, but not not right. when they're with me. Right. And my thing no. is is when you said that when you first had your son, that was a very unpopular opinion. You got a lot of pushback from people saying, sure. Come on, what are you talking about? Let your kids have sleepovers. No. And now it looks like uh, things are uh, the tide is uh it's it's changing. Is, yeah, is, I don't is that know. What they What's say? the risk versus reward? Well, that's what that guy was saying. I watched some more of his thing, he's just like his big thing is you don't know what's happening while no, they're over there. And they do touch on the idea of like if a kid comes over to your house, what if that kid says something happened that didn't? Exactly. All, something not bad could happen. But what if that kid says something happened right, and really exactly. didn't? Right, exactly. Not interested. And now suddenly you're dragged into this conversation with another parent, potentially court, yeah. where they're saying, hey. The, the other uh, thing, yeah, no way. Were they tickling each other's backs? Yeah, and you're like, no. what? No, I don't know. Uh, tickling backs, that's uh, not sexual. Right. And the kids are like, it's not. And the other kid was like, it was. Right. And now you've got a huge problem. You're like, I should have Not just told him to go home at 8 o'clock. The other right. thing I would never do is take other kids swimming. Oh, interesting. No. That's a high-risk a high risk nah, activity, I maybe guess. Maybe like, oh, you know, you guys, now that they're older, yeah. uh, you know, I got no problem dropping them off or whatever. But for a long time, they're like, oh, your boys are going swimming. Can so? I'm like, no. 
Not unless you want to join. I'm not letting your kid drown in the pool and it be on my... No. Yeah. I will say your boys, though, you have two boys that are fairly close in age and they're very close. For me, I was essentially an only child because my youngest brother moved out when I was a little kid. So I was mostly by myself with my parents growing up. So maybe that played a role. I I don't know. Like, I wonder if my oldest brothers who are close in age, I wonder if they did sleepovers. I'll bet they didn't do them nearly as often or maybe even at all because... They hung out with each other. You know, if they wanted to stay up right. late, I don't know what they did in the 70s when they stayed up late, but I guess they watched TV or whatever. They just did it together, whereas maybe my parents thought, yeah, he's alone. Also, maybe they just wanted me out of the house. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hey, so we talked about uh, careers earlier and mm-hmm. job hunting. I said I know people who are job hunting, they can't find jobs. Uh, my brother's looking for a job. My sister in law's mm-hmm. looking for a job. And there's supposed to be all these jobs out here. Yeah, professional but, back tickler. Yeah, you know, where's that? I'd pay for that for sure. Uh, you have. I didn't pay for it. I you, repaid. You paid for it what was they services. call a good back tickler. S- services. Uh, I well, saw pictures. So apparently a lot of these jobs. They're You're having, supposed to be on the wagon. They're having a hard time there filling. There's a prostitute in your living room. The sex worker. They're having you a hard time. had beer in your hand. There was no beer. Right. There was a beer. That's when I found out you were back drinking. That she wasn't. There was no back tickling going on there, though. Well, I don't know. Those are separate instances. <laughs> we're moving on. Okay, um, fine. I mean, if that's a, what a lot of these industries can't find enough people to work to fill these positions. You know, like meat packing, right? You hear about these small towns mm-hmm. where the whole town depends on this meat packing plant. Sure. What do you do when suddenly you can't fill all these positions? What, what, what do you do, Lazo? Why not let kids go back to work? Maybe we Ooh. relax child, child labor laws and let That's them go work idea. in meatpacking plants. I kid you not, several Midwestern states are considering changing child labor laws so they can put kids to work in places like meatpacking plants. Don't worry, there will be some rules, just not as many as there are now. We're certainly in a tight labor market right now, but trying to relax our child labor laws at a point we're seeing more and more violations seems to me a very wrong-headed policy. If passed, Minnesota's bill would allow 16- and 17-year-olds to work construction jobs, while Iowa's proposed change would allow 14- and 15-year-olds to work certain jobs in meatpacking plants <laughs> as long as they are separate from where the meat is prepared and they sure. wear the proper gear. They have to wear the proper gear, and they have to be 14. You know, that's pretty old. You know, it's, it's a meatpacking plant. I understand mm-hmm. it's dangerous, but they're 14. They're wearing a hard hat. Look, we got to fill these, these jobs. Kids want to work. Now, I will say this. They said that thing in Minnesota that if they change it, 16-year-olds could work construction. We were allowed to do that because I remember when I was 15, 16, I remember actually turning 16. It was like there's more job opportunities now because I was working at the library and a lot of the jobs wanted you to be 16, like at restaurants and places like that. 16 was the minimum. But I remember friends going to work construction. It was a big deal because they got paid $10 an hour at 16. Didn't you have friends that did that at 16, 17, work construction jobs? I'm not saying they were like uh, skilled laborers, but they would let them go out there and you know, hit some hammers and uh, I know of. be on the construction cleanup. I know what you're saying. I like can't that. remember. I just remember all these I people. That. Talking about, it was mostly, you know, like golf courses or grocery stores. Yeah, that was the big ones. But the thing mm-hmm. about construction that everyone always talked about was you get paid ten dollars an hour. It was such right. a hot. We were making four twenty five. So the idea that you can make ten bucks an hour. And my back tickling friend, he tried it. He only made it two days. He was doing something with digging trenches and concrete. Mm-hmm. But we were not eighteen. Well, you should have went and tried to be in a meat packer. I know. Apparently, well, he was great at I it. I guess we didn't have a meat packing plant close by. But I know how you feel about kids. That was working. your nickname and. School, the meatpacker, yeah, they call it meatpacker meat plant. Yeah, no, just meatpacker is what they call me. Oh, okay, yeah, Pac-Man, the meatpacker. How <laughs> you doing? I was trying to get T-Bone to be my nickname, but it didn't stick. Uh, 
You don't want 14-year-olds working in uh, uh, meat packing plants? No, I'm good with that. Uh, I don't think we should do that. 16-year-olds working construction? Nah, probably not. Nah, that's Mm -hmm. not a good way to fill these these jobs? No. Hmm. Well, what do we do? Hmm. Uh, Like robots? We could get robots to do it, maybe? Uh, Old people. Why don't we get old people to do it? You know, these old people are just sitting around collecting Social Security, that is getting true. a free ride. I'm paying for it, you know. No, you make a good point. These people got pensions and stuff. It's like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? We go back to the meatpacking plant. So there's more work than jobs, Labors, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, we should get day some laborers. Kids That's in what here. we used to do. Yeah, you'd hire those day laborers. Yeah. They had the. I worked for Manpower for a while, which is one of those. Uh, what's that called? Where they what find about you a temporary all those job? immigrants who are stealing our jobs? I know. I guess they don't. I guess they, they don't, don't want them anymore. anymore. I don't know. So I remember that's like a big voting thing. Yeah. Like if we keep letting people, if we don't build a wall, yeah. then they're going to take all the jobs. I know. I know. Maybe. But they now don't. we don't want those jobs. Is that at least maybe they don't like Minnesota for some reason? I'm not really sure, hmm. but uh, it does seem odd. I mean, I've seen those pictures of kids working back in the late, you know, 19th and early 20th century, uh-huh. and they look bad. It doesn't look like a good thing, uh, a proud part of American history, those uh-huh. kids covered in coal dust and all that stuff. So it's a little weird that we would want to go back to that. But this has been a debate now for at least a few years because uh-huh. I, who was it? Wasn't it Newt Gingrich or one of those Republican talking heads was talking about how, hey, we should let kids work at the cafeteria and start letting kids work younger than 14. I don't remember mm. if that was his exact thing, but they were talking about letting kids get part-time jobs because they want money and we need a little bit of cheap labor. Right. Yeah. I'm, look, I liked getting a job at 14. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with kids working at 14. I don't know about meatpacking plants. I think Laz, on the other hand, is saying don't work at 14. Yeah, In even general. if it's allowed. Like even <laughs> at the library where I worked. Don't yeah, do nowhere. It. Don't do that. And why That's is that? your whole life to work. Yeah, but I got paid. I got money. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if it, you know, if you need the money, then you need the money. Like it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I need the money. Some people have privilege, some people don't. But if you don't need the money, then don't go to work. Well, sure, I had friends. I knew people that didn't work much because mm-hmm. they had money. But like if you needed money to buy stuff, by, you know. Yeah, then you got to work. Spending that, money. Welcome, you know, hey, some people get hit right upside the face of life quick. Yeah. Sometimes it's 13 and 14, sometimes it's older. Look, I can hear your sarcasm a little bit, but I'm not. I know, but I that's do, not sarcasm. I when I got my job at 14, like I was to get that first paycheck, I was really proud to get that paycheck. Mm-hmm. I it made me really proud You'd to have really a job. Proud of it at 22, so I, I know, but I'm saying it. I instilled in me at a young age, like, hey, work can be oh, rewarding. Yeah, like all that I get money right, for. I it. see the. I get money. I for see it. how much it's paid off in your work ethic today. Well, I'm saying I've, I Getting stayed here employed. Like, you know, one thirty. This is ridiculous. The point is, I've I've gone. I've had I a job since it. I was yeah. fourteen. I haven't gone without a mm-hmm. job. I like having a job. Mm-hmm. I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm the well, best library, employee in the just world. Rubbing up girls on their nylons. That was like, fun. Sure. You know, I was fourteen. There are some benefits that come with working mm-hmm. with other fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> just like there's benefits that come with working at a restaurant with other twenty-one-year-olds. You know, yeah. I get it. But the point is, I think I don't think it's necessarily bad for fourteen-year-olds to get mm-hmm. jobs. I understand what you're saying. But so are you? Are you actually saying all sarcasm aside? If you do want spending money to get new tennis shoes to yeah. be able to buy a car, are you okay with 14-year-olds sure. getting a job? You are? Yeah. Okay. But there are certain jobs, obviously, we would try and well, I think say. Nothing they don't need to be in a meatpacking plant. Right. They don't need to be working construction. Yeah. yeah these, these high-risk jobs or whatever, they probably don't need to be doing that. But you're okay with them working fast food or working, uh, you know, I mean, whatever. Sure. You, you don't seem too, too enthused by it. Well, no, I'm not. I, I mean... My God! Just because your your thing is life is 
There's plenty of time it's to work. It's short, man. Yeah. We're already going to get them at 14, clocking into a clock and clocking out. You're like, oh, well, that prepared me to have a job the rest of my life. Congratulations. But I had fun like, at work. Okay, well, good. Yeah. Then if you liked it, then that's great. But yeah. my thing is like, we're just indoctrinating them in this world I where- I you're saying. You know, this is all this is you. It. This is this is it. It's a rat race. Yeah, this is th- it. This is it. I right? you, don't I do anything else. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. If they get stuck in a job that they hate and they feel like they have to do it, and then it's just that for the rest of their life, and they miss out on, you know, those those years they go by fast, and those years are so important because you, right? You know, hopefully you can have so much fun and make so many memories in those years. And if you are working at a job that you hate, it's taken up. You know, you're at school. Right. Most of the day, and then you're going to go to work. Welcome at to the night grind. And on the weekends, yeah. If you I'm don't... glad you've been alive 14 years. Welcome yeah. to the grind. Yeah. Like it just seems a little much. Uh, people are freaking out that Facebook is charging for the blue check mark now. You know, Twitter said we're going to charge for the blue check mark. Uh, Facebook's going to do the same thing, and Facebook is, you know, they're they're mad at Apple because Apple said, uh, you know, set up the phone so that you can't track if if you hit opt out, which almost everyone does. Facebook can't track you across platforms to know what you're doing. So they can't advertise to you. They don't make as much money on advertising as they did. They say it cost them billions because of what Apple did. Apple claims it's because of privacy. Facebook says, no, it's because you want to be a monopoly and corner the market because you're following them. So say if you want a blue check mark, it's going to cost you this much for your computer. But if you're on an iPhone specifically, it's going to cost you more. In the steps of Twitter, which launched its, uh, its own program, similar sort, you get a blue badge last December. This new one from Meta will cost users $11.99 per month if you want to only access Mm -hmm. it via the website, which you don't. Uh, $14.99 per month if you want to be like a normal modern person and use a smartphone, which 99% of people do. That's in comparison to Twitter's $8 per month for online verification. I cannot believe they're doing this. And $11 per month. Uh, for iOS, uh, that would be your smartphone. So Android and your laptop will cost less. If you have an iPhone, they're going to charge mm-hmm. you more. Everyone thinks it's crazy to ch- charge for the check marks, but I have heard arguments that say for businesses it makes sense. If you're trying to promote your company on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, you have been getting a lot of free advertising potentially from this platform, and then it might be worth 8 10 20 100 bucks even mm. for some companies to be able to continue to use that platform. My thing That's is interesting, an interesting way to put it. Yeah, my thing is if you don't get the check mark, can you can't you just still use Twitter and still say, hey, this is we're Walmart. We didn't pay for the check mark, but it's an it's interesting us. thing to say, oh, you've gotten free advertising from these platforms as opposed to you've had people create free content for exactly. you, which may like exactly without people creating content for you, you don't have it doesn't anything. Exist. You don't ever pay for it. Right. That's my thing. You you right. open this up and it does nothing unless we use it. Right. You just opened it up and said, here, please, it'd be great right. if and you use this. And then people created content for you, which then in turn got them the blue check yep. marks. Or, uh, and then you say, well, now you got to pay for the blue check mark like you created the content, but you didn't. Right. And the company's like, look how valuable this is. Well, it is, but we did it. Right? Right. We made it. And right. I get so, it. It's their company. They can do whatever they want. Just when you said that, that hit me as weird. That's like, the argument okay. I heard. And I was like, okay, I, I, I mean, I guess, but... Um, if you don't pay for it, can I still just use it and not get the check mark? All right, Snowkin says we gotta take a break. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. We're done? That's it, my man. Well, that was a good show. It's fun to see you. I appreciate uh, all your effort. I appreciate it's you. It's that work ethic you got at 14 at the library. <laughs> yeah, I like working. You know, you come in, you nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Right. I appreciate it. Well, hey. You know, I never I had that, you. so. Sure you do. You've stayed employed for 20 years. Yeah, but I didn't have that teenage work ethic like you did, and I just really think it's paid off. I thought you worked at A&W. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know. 
You just that was just like for it. the girls. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, really I do that. much. You that's know? the uh, that's part of the benefit. That's what I'm saying. You know, you meet people. And yeah. it's just some something to do. Uh, well, you know what? We can continue. To, we should talk about this the rest of the week. I think that'll just be all we talk about is the pros and cons of working as a. I'm not sure that's a great idea. Team from 14 to 18. I'm not either, but you know, we've got time. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll. But have you're. Me. I mean, you're. You like the idea that we just you know get rid of child labor laws. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, like, just get rid of them all together. No, I said I don't. I don't think they should be working meat packing plants. I don't think that they should be working at 11 p.m. on a school night. But mm-hmm. I, we had those rules when I was a kid. I don't know if they've changed, but uh, you know, you had to be 14 and a half to work at least where I lived. You couldn't work more than a certain number of hours during school year. Uh, Forget all that. Good all show, Hoffa. Stay positive, kids.